0: Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365.
1: After a good single malt, you sound like one.
0: What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey. Something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves.
1: Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes.
0: That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about?
1: our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Hey, Moraine, episode... 54! 54, there we go. Actually, I have to laugh, I don't know whether you uh, saw the comments from our Whiskey at Ease channel uh, last week, but somebody obviously watched our video and went, guys, where was the... Hey, Moraine, at the beginning! Because, you know, we're far more refined on our Whiskey at Ease channel.
0: We are, and it it just doesn't come across very well when we're just standing next to each other, I think.
1: No, that's true, it's a bit of a giveaway. So if you've not caught our Whiskey at Ease YouTube channel... Give it a listen. You get how humor and more of a focus on whiskey. And uh, John Levesque has just actually said, hey, guys, if you want to learn something about whiskey, then take a listen to the channel. So it's good fun. So, yes, that's the one where we spend time drinking.
0: Wow. 30 seconds in and we're already full of commercials.
1: That's true. Yes. That's true. But I wonder whether I should tell them the story that they should look out for on episode two, when you're asking just for the really smallest amount of whiskey. And you're making it sound like now I don't want to take that expensive a whiskey away from you, <laughs> when actually you had to drive home. And the previous episode we screwed up the tasting and had to taste it three times.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So by then we already had a few. And actually, I just uh, saw the um, the draft version of episode three, which we also did the same day. Yeah. So by then we already had like six whiskeys. And I think you kind of here and see us just a little just like <laughs> uh-huh yeah okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> and actually having just planned to do the next three episodes on a yes. day when you've got to drive to amsterdam afterwards yes but we're gonna we pace to ourselves
0: we're gonna pace ourselves we do all
1: the tastings in the morning yes and then the fun stuff later yes well anyway yes you're right it turned into an advertisement let's talk about speaking because the season's kind of kicking off again after COVID feels like it's coming to an end and Christmas is gone. And yeah. so uh, we're uh, speaking, well, I'm speaking now because you're busy uh, for Omaha. Yeah. For what I think is an awesome lunchtime session they do every week. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do security there. You're speaking in. I'm speaking at the Teams Summit, the end of March. Yeah. Wow. What are you speaking about
0: then? Uh, the uh, Teams Mobile oh, uh, yes, session. Oh, yes. This session. will be a short 30 minute quick rundown on really why you should be using the Teams
1: mobile app. And you will be professional enough to work out what you're not going to include or you're gonna try and fit oh, all no, forty five. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> know what I'm
0: gonna what I'm gonna lose, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. All right, that's excellent. And Teams is the subject of today. Yay! I know, you like Teams. So, so do I. Everybody likes Teams, of course. But there's all those questions that we keep seeing being asked that we don't always get good answers to, you know? It's
0: true, it's true. And, and you, we, we definitely saw that. Like, this time last year, or let's say end of 2019, only a few organizations were adopting Teams as a solution, it, yeah. and then, of course, we all know what happened with Corona, COVID times. Everybody really? wanted to get What's Teams. COVID?
1: Yeah. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Something Not to sure. do with bats. Something to do with bats. Yes. Yeah. And supper <laughs> and soup. And then,
0: of course, everybody was just implementing it, and now, after a year of Arthur, nine months. Um, well, people are getting some real governance questions like, okay, we've been rolling this out for nine months, we, people have been using it, but now what is really the, the, the good way of using it? How? Should we go on? Like, what are the next steps? Where's
1: the value in it? Exactly. Where's the value in it? And there are some gotchas about Teams because it it is an ever-changing product. It's constantly being developed and improved. There's some really cool improvements. Yes. There's no doubt about that. By the way, did you already
0: sign up for the public preview? And do you already have the new icons and the new colors and the new thingamajigs?
1: What does this face say? <laughs> don't know don't care <laughs> no but i'm not saying i don't care no but i no. haven't i no, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, but okay. i guess you have
0: yes yes so everybody can do that so if you just go into your teams, if you so click the on real, your no 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 i'm sorry uh, i'm interrupting okay. you here yeah. the
1: real question is why have you not told this before and so that i could have signed up for the preview oh, sorry about that i just <laughs> So welcome just... to this solo podcast for steve <laughs> dolby having dumped his partner <laughs> Exactly. i thought you were exactly. my friend Aww. i like previews anyway tell everybody how they can sign up for the preview well, if so you
0: click such... on your uh, name button on the top right hand uh, corner you can actually go and select uh, public preview uh, if that's available from, from for your company And then you just need to close down Teams, start up again, and then you'll see a bunch of new features uh, that just rolled out. So,
1: live on air, I take my... Yeah,
0: put it on that screen so I can't see it. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good idea.
1: So, I... You uh, click on your name. Yeah, click on my name and...
0: No, don't click on your image,
1: I but just
0: uh, click there. Click. Yes. Click on your name and then go down and go to the About section.
1: Yeah. And there you got the
0: developer. Uh, not the developer preview, but it I might got it. be that you are not no. on the latest version. Well, well it doesn't matter. But no. everybody else okay. can go. So
1: anyway, yeah, get on the About where you check the version that you're on. And uh, and that gives you a preview with a whole bunch of new icons. Yeah, yeah. I like so new icons. So you've got the stuff. new
0: Fluent interface. It's on the left. The left rail navigation has the new color. And you've got the, um, as, as we're recording it right now. So the, the, the coolest new feature is the... Um, the animations that you get. So when you're talking in Teams, for example, that people can send hearts or send smileys or can send whatever, so things like I've that. I've got that. Yes. I
1: must have that on the uh, on the office one.
0: And what I'm also very happy about is that the raise hand feature finally got a keyboard shortcut.
1: A keyboard shortcut. Yeah,
0: so that means that I can load it up onto my little... Um, oh, yeah. What's the oh, name? that
1: thing that you bought that you never used and couldn't work out what you're going to use it for. Yes, exactly. You're now so that going little to use device it to program that... a shortcut key. Yes. Yeah, so that, that little that will raise device... your hand. You're trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> I can't. Oh. Uh, anyway. Oh. Yes. It nearly came to me then because I can never remember it either. No. I've got the app on my phone, but yep. I could. Uh, but yes, that pre-programmable key thing.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, so that you can now just make it go. Raise hand. Yes. Have you ever been in a meeting where you've actually used it to raise your hand?
0: Uh, no, because I'm one of those assholes that just talks over everyone. Oh, okay. When I want to ask something.
1: So this etiquette talk you did.
0: Yeah, it doesn't apply to me. Like, do as I say, don't
1: do as I do. Oh, yeah, that's what yes. my mother was always mm-hmm. said, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So that's teams over and done with So what whiskey are we going to taste? <laughs> no, no, no. We were talking about channels. That's where we started on this. Because, yes. Because yes. I found an interesting fact out about channels. Do you know what the maximum number of channels you can have on a team?
0: Uh, 200 something-ish.
1: Ooh, 30. No. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not 30. No, yeah, it is.
0: It's private channels. You can only have 30 private channels.
1: No, you can have 30 channels. No. Okay, so anyway, in the nope. in the speaker notes, we'll <laughs> nope. give you the actual <laughs> amount of time, but I was told it was only 30, and even if you delete one, you, st- you can only rename it. So, I obviously didn't do this myself. I was told this earlier today. So, uh, okay. Be. You don't think? No. And what's the maximum number of channels you have on a team? 40-something. You have 40-something channels on yes. one team? Yes, yes. Why?
0: Uh. Why? Because there is um, one team that is cross-organization where we've got a number of people working together on certain topics. And we just made one team called Topics uh, where we put all 42 topics that that company works around uh, into one team so that we can have some crossover and that we can have some... Collaboration and communication going on.
1: All right, so I just looked up the answer. All right, who is nearer, you or me? Me. You are sure you <laughs> are confident, are <laughs> yes, you? Yes, I am. Yeah, it's 200, is the number according to this. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, it's the ShareGate website, so I'm okay. assuming yes. that's normally quite good unless it's normal. They
0: good. know what they're talking
1: about. They do. Okay, yes. 200 channels. So there you go. So that was a useless piece of information. So, guys, <laughs> ignore the last five minutes because I was wrong. Uh, I thought it was, I thought I was going to be smart ass there. And thank you, Maren, MVP, sir, corrected me. (laughs) Yeah, 200 channels and even deleted channels. So it's a hard number. So even if you have 200 and you rename one, that's the only way you can do it. If you delete it, it sticks apparently. Uh, There's some funny stuff around these channels anyway, but there we go. But but what's the number that you really recommend, you know, somebody to use? I have a kind of golden rule with people and I go, you know, if you're thinking about putting a channel in, First rule number one is just make sure that you don't mind the same people on your team seeing the content in your channel, all right? mm-hmm. especially if like many organizations, you have blocked private channels yeah. from either an administration perspective from IT because, hey, why we can't manage it, we can't get to it, we can't see it, or because you want retention and DLP and stuff on it, which will change actually um, this next release so uh, okay. it is actually so dlp and retention and all those rules are coming to private channels uh, soon okay soon. okay and this time i do know that i'm right because microsoft told me
0: <laughs> and i've got no idea because i've i'm not doing anything with retention yeah, and compliance okay, and that, things like fine. that
1: so yeah anyway, but but there yeah, so you might not have private channels yeah so consequently it's luck you know if you that's that's one and the other thing is you know it's not a folder Yes. So it's not something that you just create to be able to put different kind of content no. in. It needs to have a different scope. And what I often say to people is think of the purpose for the channel. So I'm creating this channel because I want to have lots of good conversations about this particular subject. And there'll be a separate set of documents and probably a separate planner. And then you're good to go. But what do you say to people when in, you know they go, so how many channels should I have? Something completely different. <laughs> Good.
0: I, I, love Good. It. I loved I loved your bit. I loved your bit. And I, I, I agree on a number of things, not on everything. Um, what, I, what I used to say, uh, like in my etiquette session, I would say uh, that for channels, I always use the same rule as I do for creating a website, like uh, website navigation, two to seven items. So that was my... Take on channels as well like if you're creating a team create two to seven channels yeah now working with teams I have to say that that's not a very practical way of looking at it because you can hide channels and you can show channels so I'm in certain teams where, I've, where there are 20 channels for example and I'm only interested in one or two of those channels so I'm just gonna hide all the other channels so that just the channels that I really want to see and that I want to do something about are visible. And if I'm mentioned in one of those other channels, it will pop up in my activity and that will drive me to go to the other channels.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the point that, that most people miss with Teams yes. is that it is a personal tool. Yes, You can decide how you want to use it, what you want to see, and it's the same with teams. Yeah. Man, I've got sixty teams that people have invited me to. Listen, just hide it. It'll disappear exactly. at the bottom of the screen. Exactly. You'll get told if there's anything coming in. But people don't believe it. It's a little no, bit you, you know, don't
0: actu- you don't have to manually manage sixty teams every
1: day. No. It's just, that's
0: that's ridiculous.
1: It's the old monogetois. It's the whole SharePoint Security threesome. It's yeah. you and the content and what you're allowed to do in there, exactly. read it or edit it or whatever. And same with teams. It's content that's got active content that I need to see, and I can decide when I want to read it. So you yes. Know.
0: yes. And I think like really now, when people do have 60 teams that they're a member of, really work with that activity-based way of working like train people in the organization to do correct tagging of people like if you want these people to see something tag those people tag that channel tag that team do something that way and then you will know that people will see it it's the same thing with your uh, email with the two and the cc line yeah same thing so if it's in my cc i might read it i might not uh, so nice.
1: so we have security governance we obviously have architectural governance yeah. but in some respects there's this new feel, feeling of personal governance around how you and the those etiquette rules I hate that word I told you that when you first described doing yep. this thing that that's kind of doesn't really do it for me but but there is something there that, that is around the etiquette the way of using the application to everybody's advantage that yeah. brings value again I yes. mean it's about defining that value yes. I, Also, just to intersect... Just to to stop me speaking, but carry on. Go, 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 go.
0: Well, nowadays, where workplace experience and and the whole Viva thing, for example, is now super important because people are getting burned out and stuff like that. um, It is important to really tailor how you want to work and doing that with that activity-based way of working will get you there. Otherwise, you will feel obliged to watch those 60 teams with, and every team will have 20 channels and you will spend your whole day looking if anything changed. So if you turn that around and just focus on that activity and have that very well implemented by everyone in the workplace, it will ease you down, it will calm you down and you will not get all that fear of missing out anymore.
1: It does depend on something, though, oh. that you trust everybody else to only tag you on stuff that you need to be tagged in. Yes. And, of and course, like emails, it's, you know, um, I, when when I was fairly high up in the management tree, you know, working for, for companies, my staff knew, you know, if you need a response, I'm in the two line. If you're just doing it for information, I'm in the copy line. And I will tell you three times if you put me in the wrong line and it won't be a fourth, you yeah. know, because, yeah, oh, I need Steve to read this. I better put in the two. Why the hell do I need to know about this? You know, you're a big boy. Make your own decisions. Yeah. I, think, I think there's certain value in that. There's no doubt about it. And it's part of the adoption process, of course. It's part of the change. It's part of how to use teams and how to respect the people around you. Yep. And there is one other advantage when somebody's actually tagged you in something. You always know who tagged you. So you can then actually say, you know, No way, you can wait till tomorrow. Whereas, of course, if it's a blind activity, you look at it and go, God, I wish I'd waited till tomorrow. Because you know that it won't be bolded anymore. Here's a question for you then. Is there an untag option, like there's a mark as unread option in Outlook? Yes. Is there?
0: Yes. So, in your activity uh, pane. Yep. Uh, so every time you, you, for example, you come in in the morning and you will see that you're tagged in 10 different places. So every time you click on one, it so they're all bold. And if yep. you click on them, they just come not bold.
1: Correct. Unbolded. Uh, un, unbolded. Now, actually, <laughs> if you're unbolded, then you're normal.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it will become normal. But you can actually make that bold again. Like I, I, I really need to follow up on that. And that's the same thing like, for example, flagging your emails. For me, like in my email, I will flag emails. Okay, like I read this. I know I need to do something with that, but just not now. Because now I'm working on something else. But I need to uh, remind myself later on that I need to do something about that. So
1: so you've read it, you've seen it. Yes. So then you right click and say... Reactivate it, or do yeah, you just flag
0: mark, it? Yeah, mark mark as in red in Teams, oh, okay. yeah, wow. so that it it just becomes bold again, and that number that's on there will will. I kind up. of,
1: I genuinely expected you to say that's a great idea. Let's find user voice, but no, it's already there. Uh, that's fine. Mm, I like.
0: That. I actually heard another brilliant idea last week from my customer, and I immediately sent that over to Microsoft, saying you need to build this. And that's the in OneDrive, you now have your OneDrive sync, of course, where you can see all the folders and all the documents that are also in your OneDrive, except the shared with me uh, documents. So there's a bunch of documents that people are sharing with me, but I can't see those on my Explorer
1: because they're not synced. No, you can't. That's true. No. You so can... I said
0: to Microsoft, build that.
1: You can actually see folders that you've marked for linking to your OneDrive. They do appear in your sync. Yeah. So, it's only one little step. Microsoft just needs to do one little step. Uh,
0: Apparently, it's not that easy.
1: No, I'm not suggesting anything's easy for my sake, but there you go. Let's stick with Teams anyway. Let's
0: say they're aware of the situation.
1: Yeah. It always amazes me how long some things take to go from user voice into, you know, from the backlog into, you know, production. Yeah. Um, because i mean yeah some of these things are very very complicated mm-hmm. but uh, but that's good um so go, so going back then um maybe we should just track all these things that people should have on their list with teams so one is mm-hmm. tell people how they can re-bold something <laughs> so remark it as later yeah and and then uh, we talked about the kind of channels so the purpose for a channel and mm-hmm. and having a channel and we talked about yes or no on the private channel stuff, but that's usually down to IT or whatever. Mm-hmm. We can have 300, 200 channels uh, to a team. But again, you need to really think about it as a subject. It's not a folder. I don't think it's yeah. a folder anyway. Um, the other thing that struck me when you was talking about um, you know, menu and five to seven items and all that kind of stuff is, is I always uh, tell people whenever we talk about page design is that it doesn't really matter how many clicks it takes you to find something, as long as every click adds value. Yes. And it's a little bit the same in Teams as well. So if I open a channel and I've clicked on that channel, then I want that channel to add value.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if I'm going to create a new channel and put some content in there for somebody, you know, make the, make it, you only want to create that channel if they go, wow, when they get in there. Because whatever you've put in there, they really want to know about. You know what I mean? So it's not just a holding place for, oh, I don't know where to store this. I'll just start a new channel up.
0: Well, it's it's all the separate topics that you want to talk about. It's all those different conversations around something that you want to talk about. So if you're doing a project, you have your financial, you have your rollout, you have your testing, you have your uh, sprint 25, for example. And you could all do that
1: in separate channels. You could do, but you wouldn't always want to. No, of course not. That's the thing you need to do. You need to think twice and click once. You know, a bit like those error messages you get on when we do our training courses. Okay, guys, click, read twice. Are you sure you want to click here? You know you're going to delete yourself from this group kind of thing. But yeah, same with channels. The the other thing um, around it is that think about... uh, your day-to-day usage Mm -hmm. you know the amount of times where you think i need to just tell julie that i'm doing so and so so at julie now which channel am i going to put that in so am i going to just put it Chat straight in with Julie. Then I don't need to at it. I can just go straight to Julie chat. And, and put yeah. it straight into chat. Yeah. All right. Am I, go, is it about, am I talking about a specific subject that already has a channel associated with it? Because it's relevant to put that information yeah. in there. Yeah. And, of course, the priority is I need Julie to see this. Or the priority is we need that to be kept with all the other content and then you can make the choice.
0: Exactly. So what I think is important there is if I want Julie to do something, I will ask her in chat. But if I want other people to see that I've that asked something Julie, has been done, yes. Yes, then I need to do that in a channel so yep. that everyone in the team knows that Julie has been asked to do this.
1: Yeah. So I I think using the the channel usage, I think we've done a a fairly good job of of covering that then. Yeah. So that's uh, relatively easy. So when should I create a team? Um, It's actually the same question
0: to me, like when you actually want to create a new SharePoint site. So
1: we've we've had this question before. Just a second then. So when should I create a SharePoint site? When you have uh,
0: <laughs> it's some the same p- question, as well, if you no. say
1: create a team, yeah, That's where you <laughs> have
0: where you want to collaborate with a number of people that all need to
1: watch the same space. I could do that with a folder in OneDrive. Of course, you can. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate. Let's yeah. know what's on. So I agree with you. I think the dividing line is when there's a particular group of people that might be different to anything else. Then you need to create a team.
0: Yes, and when there's security involved, and yeah. where you're all, there, there's a there's a really good definition of that when you're all working together towards a common goal, yada yada uh, something like that. That's the definition of collaboration.
1: Really, we there's, covered there's, there's we, we def- covered that a few episodes it, yeah, ago. Yeah. But uh, the, the, keeping it practical and simple yeah. here, um, if I if I want people to talk about the same subject, but I don't care who else sees it. I throw it in channel, Alright. Yeah. Or even create a new yeah. channel. We're
0: working if, in the same financial department. Let's create a team financial
1: department. Exactly, all right. Or we're we working on the same project with people from different departments. That that I get exactly. Create a team at that point because it's a different group of people, and you may have content you don't need other people to see. But that's not as important as you don't want to pollute a different channel with a different subject. So you should not hold off creating a team if you know hey i've got these six people and it's going to be a big thing and it's going to move forward for the next six months create a team don't be frightened of it but equally you know be aware of polluting a subject matter on a channel or on a different team because you know even even if it's something that
0: only lasts three days just feel free to create a team for that and just work on that for three days and after that delete the team
1: okay cool yeah i don't because have a teams with
0: that. teams is really built for collaboration It doesn't matter how long that collaboration needs to last i mean it could be 2 years it could be 3 days it doesn't matter just create it and afterwards delete it because that's where most of the time it goes wrong things just keep lingering right now i'm doing a migration from sharepoint 2013 to sharepoint online and we've got 300 publishing sites and 200 um, uh, collaboration sites. Can you guess how many sites will be moved? So I've got three hundred publishing, three hundred <laughs> publishing, two hundred collaboration. Well, we're only going to migrate thirty publishing sites and twenty uh, collaboration sites. So that's ten percent. The other ninety percent are over five years old, never been looked at again.
1: I had a project to move an uh, intranet into SharePoint. They had 25,000 pages on their intranet. And I said, no, (laughs) we're just not going to do it. Why not? You know, is all that valid? So there was a process of checking and assessing, which Mm -hmm. took several months. Yeah. And we migrated 800. Yeah. And the the rest of the stuff was just sitting there. Exactly. Yeah. And that story has completely made me forget what I was about to ask you, which was a really, really good question. And now you're never going to get it. It was about... Oh, no. Yes. I was going to say, you are right, Moraine. I know. (laughs) About what? (laughs) You you are right. You don't think about retention and things because you just create team sites and delete them whenever you want them to. Yeah. So... There are many organizations that have a global retention policy of two or three years. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you can't create a team site and just delete it. It will be there forever. And so, there is that that also needs to be considered.
0: Yes. One Um, of my customers is only 60 people big, but they have 800 project sites from years and years and years and years ago.
1: So, that brings us on to what happens when I don't need this channel anymore.
0: You either... Say, I need this channel to exist for as long as the team
1: exists. No, no, no. But I, I've, the decision yeah. is that this channel, okay. I now needs need to move. it. So how, okay. how do I do that? So it was a how-to question, really. Or do you, you s-
0: just delete the channel, which is perfectly fine. But then you also lose the files and you lose the conversation. You could also copy the files into a folder so that it's still on SharePoint, but it's not visible on Teams anymore when you then delete yep. uh, the, uh, the the channel. Um, There's not really a good way to uh, back up the conversations. So if you say, okay, I kind of want to keep the conversations in a Word document or whatever, that doesn't really exist. No, we should uh, put that on fair, user voice. But
1: yeah. yeah, well, maybe. But to be fair, a channel that's been around a while, you generally wouldn't want to remove it anyway. Because you're keeping some kind of historic information there. But it's, it's usually those test channels you create or those, or where six people create a channel thinking they're the one doing it for everybody else. And, of course, there's six channels suddenly created, all entitled Meeting Notes from September the 27th.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. So yes. I get that.
1: So, but what about archiving uh, sites? There's an archiving feature, isn't there? Because I remember watching yes. you do a demo on it once on one of your… Uh, on your presentations. Yeah. So is it just literally right-click archive? What actually happens to it? Some
0: Something like that. It's it's something like that, so, just right-click archive.
1: Do we know what happens to the archive site? It gets marked? Do people get removed from it, or? Uh,
0: it? It gets turned into read-only mode. Yeah. So you can't add any new conversation. The SharePoint site is set to read-only, and that's all.
1: And the site owners presumably are the only people that can get it back if it needs to be restored.
0: Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then uh, it it also disappears from your team's menu and and it will go into archive sites. Yeah, Yeah.
1: no, no, I did know that and I think you're you're absolutely right in that case. So yes, you can archive that content.
0: But it's still searchable, for example. Which is a really
1: good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I'm archiving it, there's a reason for archiving it. Well, I suppose I would delete it otherwise. But again, I'm, a, I'm from a retention world. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, financial institutions and military and stuff like that tend not to delete this stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, did we ever decide the answer to the question of how many is the optimum number of channels? I know we kind of diverted ourselves. You know, we worked out what well the maximum number was. But, you know, I said uh, kind of five to eight. You said two.
0: No, no, no. Two magic words. It depends. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: He's done it. He's done it. So yeah, that means course. it's your whiskey time tonight. Oh, yes. well, actually, you've it is that whiskey anyway. <laughs> so that's fine. Yep. All right. So golden rules and around uh, channels. Anything else that... Uh, no. Always use the reply button. We don't say that anymore, do we? No, because now the
0: the the button has really revamped itself, and oh, there was a clicky. That's okay. It was sound just the, oh, okay. Uh, we're it. Nope, okay? We're still recording. Okay, all good. okay.
1: We're on old school microphones today. We're not using any of this new modern wireless stuff that's been causing us a headache for the last. Uh, yeah, you probably
0: you can probably hear it on the sound quality.
1: I hope. Yeah. I hope oh. so. Yes, yeah, so we're trying. So we're trying back to old school today. We've been having a few problems with the microphones on uh, on the last couple. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so golden rules. Uh, the the reply button's yeah. there no, now. It, so, it,
0: yes, the reply button is is now better, so people don't uh, mix it uh, too much or miss it too much. So that's a good thing. Um, th- definitely use the 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 anim- the emojis that you have. So the the thumbs up when you said, okay, I I like this question or I like this thing that you said or I acknowledge that you said it. I I read it. So thumbs up. Things like that are are really uh, powerful statements. I yes, think. they
1: are. I think that's yes. true, and they appear in your uh, activity as well.
0: Yes, and, and that's the thing for me that is kind of missing in, in emails. I know that Outlook Online uh, has that functionality where you can actually do a thumbs up on an email. You don't have that in the client. No. Um, but that is actually what I think would be awesome because then you don't have those reply to all okay emails anymore.
1: Is there a, is there a place where you can see all of your communications and, and at sign. So whether it's in a channel or on an email or whatever, is that a new app that we need to go and shout to Microsoft? The, (laughs) the, they liked me app. The Uno app. (laughs) Yeah, no, they liked me at, they added me at. Yeah. Uh, They added me app. Yes.
0: Well, you can probably build this with the graph technology. Like just show me a list of all the things that I've been doing.
1: Yeah. Well, all the things that people like what I've been doing. Yeah. Or they added me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just a thought. And then you
0: can do some kind of uh, game where you can get the most likes in the company or something like that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I suppose that's true. We could do quite a bit of that. Um, uh, Two areas then that uh, I get asked about in in MS Teams that just recently that uh, have been interesting. Uh, One is that uh, having kind of added uh, a a bunch of people onto MS Teams just recently... um, the number one question asked was how the hell do I stop Outlook being filled up with emails driven by all this activity from teams every time somebody adds a channel I get an email every time somebody I get an email so tell us how my friend
0: oh just simple in the notifications you can just say when you want to get an email (laughs) but personally I love those features because I'm a consultant I've got six customers I'm not in all those teams all the time. So I just get an email when somebody asks me a question or tags me or something. And then I can just see, okay, I can just reply in my email, in Outlook, on that message, on that chat message, on that whatever. So I just think that's brilliant for consultants.
1: But do you not get disrupted by it? These bloody emails coming in all the time, especially on an active channel as it starts to grow and people. You know, mundanely say, hey, look, I'm writing this thing in a channel here and I've added your name too and I've liked it. And you get Ah, three emails.
0: Nah, that that never happens. It never happens. More than five times a day.
1: A day. No, but but seriously, it's important that people get the opportunity. It is fully adjustable in far more areas than you think it is. Yeah, and they actually
0: build a lot of extras around it uh, recently to make sure that you can now more clearly say when or when not you want to get an email
1: yeah i I agree so that was the first thing the second thing of course is all those wonderful hidden commands in the search bar across the top so i think we should have a cheat sheet for that because there's just so much cool stuff you can put up in there like you know uh, hiding people's names forward slash for files there's a secret code isn't there in the the search bar across the top how many can you tell us about mr mvp no, he's looking at me down the microphone. No, again. no, there,
0: there's if you so go the forward
1: slash does file name, is
0: that right? I've got so no idea. I've yeah, got I've no idea. seen. The I list don't of use this. those so many times.
1: Yeah, so in the search bar, he says, because I just happened to have it up because I was looking earlier. If I put a forward slash in, then I get all of these lists. So you I get, get you get the commands and yes. the commands. That's yes. right. So I can yes. get help, join keys yeah. for keyboard instructions, mentions. If I put notifications in, no, I don't get notifications. No. And then they were thought there was one for backslash. Press enter to view all the results. So that's a the search list. one.
0: There's a list of things that you can do. Yeah.
1: So if you do backslash and then the word, you can basically search yeah. uh, and pick at all that stuff. So I quite like those. And, of course, you can just type in at to get people's names. So I think there's a, a bunch of stuff there. Um Uh, that people can pick up and learn and again. It's pretty cool stuff on training courses and and things. So that's really very, very powerful. Um, Does it actually do SharePoint search from there? I don't know. No. And uh, you don't pick any of your best bet searches up from there? No. Oh, so that has to be on the list somewhere, doesn't it?
0: I I guess so, because Microsoft knows that their search in Teams is pretty shitty. So they know know that. They're They're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that with the introduction of Viva Topics, which is the project Cortex, that that will probably change. Probably. Probably. Because so I haven't I haven't been playing around with Cortex yet. No. Topics.
1: No, I know me a little bit, but it takes a little bit of setting up anyway. But this is a no. different subject because we just really wanted to talk about those kind of high level things that people need to know about in teams and Mm -hmm. particularly around the channels. Yeah. Um is there any restrictions about what you can or can't do in channels? You get all those great sort of uh graphics and gifs uh praise. Which you can all turn off. Which you can all turn off or turn on. Yes. Okay, and do you Uh, turn them off? With praise
0: one one of the cool things with praise is that you can now also add your own praise buttons. Yes, I saw that as well. And I like that because if you're a company that does really specific things or have a really specific background or something, if you're a chocolatier, for example, you can make some really cool praise buttons.
1: Yes, I was uh, was looking at the same tweet the other day and um, uh, I was thinking that there's a lot of internal digital training Awards mm-hmm. given, you know, yes. you know where, yes. and I'm thinking, yes, it's ideal to be able to sort of put those those kinds of things on. Yeah. Um. So yes, the so praise is pretty neat. Um. Uh. So yes, we were talking about in channels, and I guess the other thing that we should look about talk about in channels is the connectors and the added services. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole bunch of those stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I actually
0: need to to look at a few, uh, because uh, two of my customers are now both looking for. Uh, Padlet and, and Mural which are like yeah. whiteboard applications uh, so I also saw that they have Teams integration so I need to take a look at what extra benefits that gives
1: yeah uh, except they well depending where you're coming from it's another cloud service of course so yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, login an ID and, and sharing your active directory so you don't have yeah. to log into separate applications and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but you get you also get all the other Microsoft stuff as well, so yeah. you get all the other Microsoft services, yeah. um, you know DevOps, yeah. uh, you know some of the Azure platform stuff, mm-hmm. um, and all the third party things like Webex. And so, if you use mm-hmm. Webex uh, or Jabber or whatever, the Cisco stuff connects. Um, but they need to be tested because they don't always work as well as they're supposed to do,
0: or they maybe just work in a slightly different way than you would just imagine to them annoy to you. be. Yes. yes.
1: Uh, and then of course there's also all of the bots
0: the bots yes and it is now super easy to create your own bots it is dead easy I've been told
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was just about to ask you so tell us how Moraine tell us how No, don't I, I really
0: it. need to I re- it, it's on my list of 100,000 things that I need to play with uh, yeah so how many
1: people say this is awesome this bot so they turn it on And they use it for 10 minutes and then they never, ever use it again.
0: Probably a lot. Lots of them. I think because the value out of bots is important. A bot will only live in your team, as far as I know. I I might be totally wrong on this. But it will only run there. So that means it needs to do something super useful, uh, for many times, otherwise you wouldn't be creating a bot for it.
1: Yeah, so just for those people that don't know what a bot is, it's a it's a kind of AI-driven thing that looks at the comments you put in there, and you can sort of at the bot, yeah, and then ask them a particular kind of question. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool for for those regular kinds of questions that HR yeah. are answered for ex are asked, for example.
0: Yeah. How many days do I still have left on my uh, annual That sheet? kind yeah. of stuff. yeah Yeah, but then that means that you need to have everyone in the organization to be part of a team where they can ask that question and everyone else will see the question and the answer that's great
1: communication isn't
0: it it's open that's open (laughs) yes no but you you can you can also build a a a chat bot where you can just interact one-on-one but I've, I've gotten, I've, I, it's, it's on my list of things to, to look at. I
1: Listen, it's the same with anything, any, any architecture. You yeah. really need to understand what you want to get out of it and, and, and where you want to go to, you know, which is why there's so many questions around these channels and things yeah. like this. Um, so I, I have a few more questions on channels and then maybe we can call it today on this one, but uh, why would I ever want to create a private channel?
0: That's a good question. Uh, because ever since private channels have been announced, there has been such a big backlash on the architecture of it. Because they That's create true. a different group, which is not really a group, but it's half a group. And they create a separate SharePoint channel, so you can't see all your files in one place. And da, 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 da.
1: But if I'm an end user, I don't really care about that. I just want exactly. to be able to create a private channel.
0: Exactly, Exactly. As long as you only work in teams... You don't see the whole underlaying belly of the beast.
1: You just see what you see in teams. From an administration perspective, there's some headaches with them though, isn't there? Because you are the administrator if you create the private channel.
0: As a very wise princess once told me, you need to let it go. <laughs> and I, I think so. I think It's, you're true. it's the same thing this, with this the introduction of groups. Now suddenly... People were saying, no, we need to turn off the self-site creation and self-team creation because otherwise our AD is going to be filled with all kinds of groups that we can't manage.
1: Like, I've never seen an AD that's never been filled with groups that you're not managing anyway.
0: Exactly. I've never seen an organization with AD just being right. I mean, that's no, never. But the same thing, you need to let it go then, private channels. You need to let it go as well.
1: Okay, so forget the the stuff that we get ourselves hooked up on. That's fine. That's kind of whiskey talk on a conference somewhere and all that. But yeah. from an end user perspective, why would I bother creating a private channel when I can just create another team? I, I'm, I'm really looking about the advice you give yes. to the end users at the moment. So yeah. that's what I'm, yeah. I'm really trying to yeah. say. So, so
0: I've got that one customer with 60 people. They do projects. And for these projects they work together with external uh, people external experts and the end goal is to create an advice report so they have documents they uh, work together on the advice report but for every project they also have a separate administration channel which is meant to manage everything around those external experts their invoices their timesheets their whatever share those you don't want to share those so that for every project uh, for, yeah, for every team as a project that we create, there will always be one private channel, That's a great which example. is administration.
1: So it's a little bit like where the management reports go to. Yes, So exactly. Uh, yep. Yeah, I kind of get that. I've never thought about that before. It's no. too simple. I yep. always kind of went, no, 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 let's go to the really, really complex reasons yeah. for creating private channels. You're right. Mm-hmm. Just the same as I need to create a separate library on a SharePoint site for reports or for assessments or for individuals. I would create a private channel. Why had I not worked that out before? But
0: it's not not always that easy. For example, say you're in a big company and you've got uh, 100 people working in IT. You probably have teams of 20 people. So that means you have five team leaders and one IT manager, let's say. Now, do you want to put all those 100 people into one team and then have a separate channel just for the team leaders? Or would you want to create a separate team for the team leaders? Yes. So that's, that's when it... Yes, I exactly. Might. So then that's where it gets fuzzy. Like it, there's no real answer in saying you need... 100% of the time you need to do this or you need to do
1: that. Two words. It depends. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So you, it you, depends on what you want to do. You build the solution to suit the the conditions. Exactly, That's true. Yeah. If but, they,
0: if those team leaders need to talk about a number of things, like for example, new hires, um, goals, strategic outlines, whatever, they might need more than one channel. So, yeah.
1: Normally, though, you would have a management team, team or site, of course, depending on which way around you look at it. Um, but I was thinking more about really, I've got a, I've got a bunch of channels and. Uh, I need to create a a space where so many of us can see things, but so many people can't. And the reality is that a private channel is a completely separate security space. So I I don't even, I'm about to say something, I don't know whether it's true or not. So I've got uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry on a team with six channels playing around. Mm -hmm. And then Susan comes in that needs to have access to the private channel. So presumably she doesn't even see the team or the other channels. She only sees the private channel.
0: No, you need to give her access to the team and give was, her access to the private, private channel.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah so, so yeah. by default, once you create a private team, it's a bit like cracking a library, yeah. in that they don't inherit the permissions as such. But you still need to. Uh... So if I'm, a, so I cannot be a member of a private team without being a member uh, a private channel without being a member of the team. No, you can't. Yeah, I'm going to go try that one day. Yeah, just see if I can break it.
0: no no, you can't because if you want to add people to a private channel you can only add people
1: that are from the list yes that kind of makes sense because that that also says the biggest driver for teams of course the whole the biggest driver against anything we've said which is a great subject to kind of wind this up and finish it off is that it's about simplifying the process of collaboration from microsoft we have SharePoint sites, yeah? And I know we've dumbed them down over the last 10 years. We talked about that on the last uh, the last slide. But, you know, um, it's kind of eroded our expertise away, but that's not really important to either of us. But uh, with SharePoint sites, it was always slightly complicated. Yes. But Teams is always about dumbing down and providing that collaboration space and making yes. it easy. So you're right. If I create a private channel, I don't want to have to go through 60,000 names from an active director to decide who goes in. I just want to check the boxes that are on that team. And that is absolutely perfect. And it's the same with all the other things. Easy to add on connectors. Easy to uh, upload content. Easy to share content. Um, and uh, Exactly. You know.
0: I, I have to say, if, if anything, Teams has made it easy to collaborate with other people.
1: It has. And it, and it brings it all together. All yeah. kinds of videos, formats, yeah. chat, chat, voice, Because video. we can
0: keep jabbering about why Teams doesn't use metadata and they create folders for every channel. It is for simplicity reasons.
1: That's true. And we're back to the princess yes. again.
0: We tried for almost 20 years to make metadata work. And if people just need to collaborate with each other, just freaking make folders. followers.
1: It will work. Don't start. <laughs> Definitely metadata is king. All right. I'm not going to argue with you, but you're right. The journey is going to go via lists. Yes. yes. I mean, lists will make people realize they'll suddenly go one day, you know, the users don't, don't tell anybody. All right. Keep it quiet. But users will suddenly go, why can't I have this list technology in my document library? This is stupid. It would be so cool if I could actually
0: like group documents together on a keyword that I want to.
1: And it goes blue whenever it gets to version 01 and then it goes pink when it's a minor version. That would be excellent. Yeah, one day they'll they'll work that. Microsoft, they're not that stupid, you know. No, 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 I know, I know. And I, I actually had the uh, the new views appeared as well in uh, lists the other day. So I kind of got the uh, view you want to create a view as a calendar, and there was the icon. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to get lots of phone calls about that this week. I can to say, but uh, yeah, so that came up in front of me today. One of my clients. I thought, yeah, here it
0: comes. Yeah, I've been, I've been working with a with a customer and they wanted to have an editorial calendar. So the communication department needs to write down when they want to uh, say something. And we created a nice looking list with nice metadata, all conditional formatting, looks really awesome. And then the calendar view came along and then I said, yes, but now you can have a calendar. Yay, but why can't we have all those nice formatting things on that new calendar?
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, well, I just well, learned something new then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, we were we were working on something, uh, on a, a timeline that we had to have done to decide whether or not we could turn something off in a certain amount of time. So we started off on Teams. We uh, pulled a whiteboard up and decided that this is not as easy as you think to be able to do all the post-its, but I know it'll get there. It's, it's a relatively new product. And of course, we then piled that into an issues list and, a, and, a, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, now, though, by being able to sort of say, okay, this will take this long and then boom, there's a calendar view, we were actually able to go, look, there's our timeline. That's what needs to be done on what day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty neat. So, and I think that's an area where we're going to see lots of development work. So, yes. you know, yes. the, the lists thing, uh, we've talked about it before. All yeah. right, cool. Well, that's 50 minutes of channels and teams. Really? Yep. And we didn't even get heavy when we mentioned this subject. There was a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't even talked about yet. Wow. Like sensitivity okay. labels and retention on sites. And, oh, yeah, that's my boring stuff. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's good that we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Because then it will
0: be the big Steve show because I have nothing to
1: add around oh, that. I, uh, I uh, That's true. That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was cool. I enjoyed that. Hopefully people have got a few ideas on how they can sell teams a little better if they're you know, from a consultant perspective or if you're an end user that you've learned something new and you can go back and become the team's hero in your team tomorrow um, after you've listened to this. So, um, yeah, any kind of recap on those we need to go over? Any highlights?
0: I Treat think your activity thing in Teams like your inbox.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and, that makes and sense.
0: And just get everyone educated on tagging people when they need to do something or when they need to know something. And, and life will be so
1: much better. And build things only that add value. Yeah. Not for the sake of it. Exactly. Cool. All right. We're Go. going to talk about a fabled animal now that walks on water. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's not from Microsoft.
0: No. So for our uh, whiskey, we are going to the the most northern distillery. Distillery
1: on mainland Scotland. Yes, exactly. we are.
0: We're going to Thurso in Caithness, And the distillery is called Wolfburn. And they've got a a kind of a crazy animal as their logo, which is half uh, a wolf and half a... What was that?
1: Fish. Penguin. (laughs) Hippopotamus.
0: Uh, Well, it, it lives both on land and both on sea. And it will bring you good luck. If you can see it and it, it just looks like a a cat on steroids. It actually
1: looks like the Red Bull logo, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Oh. The Red Bull logo <laughs> is a red bull.
0: And this is this is like a cat. It's got horns. like a little
1: wolf. Is that no horns? It's lower there. No, that's no, ears. That's ears. Oh, right, that's cool.
0: ears. So <laughs> it's Wolfburn and we've got the Aurora, which is the sherry oak. Uh, so
1: the distillery is Wolfburn. Yes. And the whiskey is called Aurora. Yes. And it's a Scottish whiskey.
0: Uh, presumably, if there are distilleries in Scotland, then it's a Scottish whiskey.
1: Exactly. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Yes. Cool. 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 So, are you going to pour or what? I I am. So we're we're expecting on this. It's going to be quite sweet. We've we've uh, seen lots of Swedish things. Here we go. So that was Moraine's back creaking as he took off the lid from the bottle. Um, but And he's also bought me sherry. So uh, again, no complaints. I am really trying to get back into sherry because uh, sweet's not my thing really. But um, we are starting to value those, uh, those whiskies. And away we go. It's a beautiful light colour.
0: It is. If you look at it in the bottle, it, it's it's more yellowish than than what you get in the glass. So if you would look at it, you wouldn't notice that it was a sherry cask, but it because it's so light, you would just think it would be just a bourbon cask. It's
1: a it's a sherry finish, though, isn't it? Yes. So it's, it's
0: Rosso, sherry.
1: Do we know how long for? Not long. Looking at this color, to be fair. No,
0: but the taste is definitely. Sherry all over the place. Okay, we'll get there in a minute so, or two.
1: Yeah. So it's in a bourbon cask um, to uh, to start off with, I guess, probably for a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of time. Yeah, yeah there's no age no statement. Age, uh, and no. then it's finished off in sherry.
0: Yes, it is chill, is fi- uh, non-chill filtered.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. Which is it's, good. Uh, it's uh, yeah. not that. And as you say, it's sherry all over. Yeah.
0: Yes, so you definitely smell that. Uh, you also get that in the taste as well. So lots of uh, fruit, lots of honey with this one.
1: It's so a nice nose. It's subtle. It is. it's, yeah, it's
0: not overly sickly sweet. Um, it's it's warm. I think it's got a really warm nose as well, like a typical wintertime uh, nose.
1: There's uh, there's some interesting descriptions we have of the whiskey in a various number of places. Uh, so we actually have uh, cut grass dark chocolate and almonds which i don't get any of those
0: the almonds i do cut grass yeah. definitely not
1: but but uh, on yeah. a on a different tasting or actually from the distillery themselves they talk about sherry sweetness freshly cooked grass autumn fruit Somebody's copied it actually yeah. um but coffee don't get coffee i don't get coffee i don't I get, don't get, coffee, I don't get chocolate maybe a taste first
0: yeah it's always
1: a good idea Ooh. I thought it was going to be quite harsh to start off with. No. But that it's soon fades away quickly, smooth. doesn't it?
0: Very smooth. Not an overly long
1: finish. No. Hmm? No, I can understand that. It's a no-age whiskey. But then I start to get the coffee. So after tasting it, I can now get the coffee just kind of at the back end of the taste, but not on the nose. Uh, as the
0: finish almost
1: hmm. is done, then... The coffee notes here. Yeah, and the chocolate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, this is interesting. I love the name Wolfburn. So somebody decides they're going to put a distillery somewhere and then they go what are we going to call this oh let's look for that strange cat that everybody keeps talking about what's that yeah. called oh <laughs> old wolfburn well wow, that's a good idea let's call our distillery wolf but it's a small still as well isn't it so they're in, you know a bit like the irish you know the small still distilleries mm-hmm. so that you end up with that that sweeter note uh, on on the uh, on the whiskey yeah so that's quite pleasant
0: yeah i i like this a lot i'm i'm mm-hmm. happy that i got a bottle of this um and it it surprised me in a very positive way. It's not an everyday whiskey to me. Um it's not like for example I could have an artbeck every day if I want to. That that's that's for me that's like a a perfect dessert whiskey. This is not something I would drink every day. This would not be a daily drinker.
1: No, it's interesting. As I'm starting to drink this mustard, I get the vanilla now, but but I also kind of get that that fruit salad sweet flavour. You know, those kind of apples and pears candies. So, so you do get some bourbon cask yeah. notes out of it. The honey. That's where the, that sorry, where that uh, vanilla honey is coming from. Yeah. My guess is it's not a long finish in the sherry because the sherry actually soon disappears. It's sort of a
0: yeah. Yeah, when you get oh, that right, coffee, those drink. coffee notes in, uh, yeah, definitely.
1: Have you tried it with a drop of water yet? I didn't. That's uh, what we should do now. Yes, maybe we should do. It's uh, it's certainly got an interesting body to it. It's still lining the glass quite nicely. Yeah. So there. So it you is. Go. It is forty six percent because yeah. non
0: chill filter. So, let me try with a little So, why, Moraine
1: just pours that out, just to remind everybody. So, this is the Wolfburn Aura. It's a, a sherry oak. Aurora. Aurora, yes. So, it's a sherry oak. So, it's initially in, in bourbon, and uh, it finishes off with a sherry cask. Interesting, on the website, it has melon and ginger um, on there. I'm just going to tap this up again while oh, you're Oh no, just, uh,
0: please do. Uh well, if you put some water in there, um all those sweet notes kind of disappear and it's got more of a grainy um like not like a white bread but like a, a dark loaf of bread kind of feel.
1: Brown bread it's called. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes.
0: No, I I was looking for another name like the I can't I I don't know the word in in English but in Dutch we say volkoren.
1: Yeah, full grain. Full grain.
0: Yes, exactly. Hmm.
1: You're right. It also settles down the nose into be something a little more consistent and and sort of uh, yeah. um less dimensional but equally pleasant.
0: Mhm. Yeah, so it's much more of those dark darker notes um yeah. that Coffee gets the, the coffee tone that you get becomes coffee with milk.
1: <laughs> very, very, very strange. I can imagine every barman now going, Would you like milk with your whiskey, sir? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it does. It does. It's really weird.
1: Well, we tell everybody that, that you would uh, get to hear us taste uh, a, a whiskey that is not something that you would easily find. So it's from the northernmost. Distillery um, in Scotland. We were looking at the location earlier, and uh, this famous sort of Northwest 500 route around Scotland. It's literally right at the top of that, yeah, um, uh, which is pretty cool. Excellent. Well, actually, I really enjoyed this. Uh, there we go. On the hour, we're kind of just Perfect. finishing off. Perfect timing. I hope uh, everybody's got a lot out of today. Um, I've been thinking a lot about channels and about the governance of uh, teams and channels. Um, Basically, just to be able to get the story straight in my head, to be able to tell uh, the story right as part of an adoption process, as part Mm of best practice, as part of being able to make sure that people don't get too overawed with their first episodes of, uh, of MS Teams. So, yeah, to be able to ask these questions and get some answers and talk them through, that was pretty neat. The biggest thing
0: that you need to remember when you start working with Teams is that you just... It's a people change, not a technology change. Correct. But it's, it you really need to rethink how you work together with other people if you want to make Teams a success. You can't just take your... The way you do email or the way you work with SharePoint, you can't just transfer that into Teams. That just doesn't work. You need to fully rethink how you work together with other people. And there's that that definition of
1: collaboration, the one that I like. Work out how to collaborate with other people and use Teams as the, the tool and the vehicle to be able to make sure those messages are exchanged and swapped. Cool, yes. cool. So anyway, this is Cy Steve. You can search on Google for Cy Steve at any time. You'll find all of my answers, and I'm just going to do what I normally do, and over to Moraine to. He's now thinking of a nice long goodbye because he is good at these. And if you can't think of anything, you only get three words. So here we go. It all depends on how well Wolfburn affected him today. But hey, see, is Cy Steve here signing off. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and over to Moraine to do the usual, au revoir.
0: Yeah, well, this is a story that has been told many times, like how do you work with teams and what's the best thing with teams, but it's definitely something that I almost never see within an organization, how to work with that, how to think about that, how to do those etiquette slash governance kind of things and how to work those out. So um, I'm happy to have done my work and give my five cents on this um, it was
1: worth more than five cents yes S- at least seven cents A-
0: at least at least um so that was all for me uh Maran somers um yeah let me know what you think let me know what works for you what doesn't work for you and uh let's talk to you next time If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road?
1: That would be awesome! If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass!
0: And you said I was the millennial. Alright! Out, out! Thank you, miss! See you next time!
1: Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine. The next, Office 365.